We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. It's Friday. You made it. It's Veterans Day, too. Thank you to for your service to all the veterans out there and their families. So we got a lot of topics swirling around right now. Number one is if you had said to me, Perloff, that the best game or the most interesting game of the weekend was going to be between two teams that have a combined five wins <laughs> in week 10, I would have said, you are crazy. But that's what's going on with the Raiders and the Colts. And it's all because the Colts out of the box, crazy, unique hire of Jeff Saturday. So how is he going to do in his coaching debut I think the whole world is kind of waiting to see, like, how does this go? Yeah, what's it look like? What yeah. if there's a huge decision? Uh, what's he, is he going to wear a headset? <laughs> what's he going to pretend to do? How to wear a headset. Even if you <laughs> pretend to be an NFL coach for Halloween, the costume has a headset. Yeah, I know, but I, I hope he doesn't try and interfere with the defensive coordinator, for example, Gus Bradley. What on earth is he going to say to him? There's just no way. <laughs> it's one thing when a player doesn't have training camp. This is a coach who didn't have training camp. There's no way he can know what's going on here. And I know he's consulted the team, but was he there in, in camp for four weeks? I I don't think so. No, of course not. I mean, he's a consultant. I don't think that means that he's going to the facility a couple times. Like a week. coach. Yeah, that's what a coach does. No, Gus Bradley is going to be able to do his own thing. Listen, even Jeff Saturday, when he did his introductory press conference, and I get that time was crazy and everything sped up. But at Monday night, when he did his press conference, he had not met with the defensive side of the ball yet. I mean, this is all crazy. This first week, I'm sure, has been a whirlwind for him. I wonder how much strategy he's going to be involved in. Like, game planning for the Raiders. Trying to figure out where the mismatches are. Like, figuring out your personnel. I mean, (laughs) let alone the in-game adjustments. You're telling me he had time to game plan for the weaknesses of the Raiders? He was doing his introduction. He had to write his opening remarks. (laughs) I, that, I mean, that's not his job. He just had to read the transaction it. list, right? To see Hunter Renfro, Waller, Blake Martinez, John Abram. Like, that's all you had to look at. Like, okay, now we're good. Yeah, it's like, hmm, stop that Devontae Adams guy, I guess. That's the game plan. I don't know. The big fear is that he's going to be just fine. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, wait, all these geniuses, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, they're really just Wizard of Oz. They're just all fake geniuses. Because at the end of the day, it's just football. It's tackling and passing and the basic skills. So I think if you're an established coach, you know, one of these guys who's known as a smart coach, are you rooting against Jeff Saturday so you still have this mystique about you? Great question. I think the biggest person rooting against Jeff Saturday this weekend is definitely Josh McDaniels because you do not want to be (laughs) on the wrong side of that. Yes, I think you're right. I think the coaches are taking it personally, thinking, oh, just some schmo off the street. I know he's Jeff Saturday, but just some guy off the street could come in and take this job. If he succeeds, what does that say about the rest of us? Yet at the same time, do you really want someone to be embarrassed? Because What's that's he, not a great look that's either. That's the thing. They could lose 53-7, to seven, and I hope he's on him. Who's going to be embarrassed for him? He isn't. The team basically was bad last week. I don't think everyone thinks he's going to turn it around in three days. Do they? <laughs> no, I know. But 
I was just thinking, imagine if they were facing Belichick this week. I mean, I know Josh McDaniels coach for him, but like, that's just silly. Imagine Belichick would feast. He did feast. Um, I think it would be embarrassing if they lose 53 to three for Jeff Saturday. I, I think it'd be minimally embarrassing. I think the bar could not possibly be lower. Um, the guy's not even a coach. What do <laughs> you expect him to do? He's a TV broadcaster. I know, but I do think getting blown out, there's got to be a pride issue there. What day did he get hired? He got hired on Monday because Frank so, Wright got fired and it was like the news came out that Frank Wright got fired and then like an hour later yeah. it was and they're hiring Jeff Saturday, which to be honest was kind of the kindest thing you could do to Frank Reich because that news got totally pushed away. I can't see. If if they lose 73-3, to three, I will not blame Jeff Saturday <laughs> at all. Why? Would, how could you? Blame him for what? For calling bad plays? No, I mean... No, I didn't say blame him. I said it would be embarrassing for him. Uh, I, I don't think so. Because I, that means your speeches didn't work, your motivational tactics didn't work. Nothing worked. If you lose like that to the Raiders, who are even banged up and are having a super disappointing season, the Colts have more wins than the Raiders right now. Yeah, I, I think the expectation is way lower than you do. I think it's basically nothing. I think if if they... If they score a point here, then he's exceeding expectations. A point? <laughs> and, uh, safety? I mean, forget it. They bring a 30-year-old offensive coordinator out of nowhere. Parks Frazier. Never done anything like this. Never even come close to calling plays in the NFL. And there's expectation that he's going to know what he's doing. It's impossible. I wonder what Sam Ellinger would be able to do even with a guy who's been coaching for 40 years in the league. You know, he's also limited as a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, at least he could run around and do some things. And he's was in the first game. Actually, they've been in both games with him. Obviously, they don't. They want to keep the game really tight and slow scoring and everything. They were not in that Patriots game. Okay. <laughs> what was the score of that game? It I think was, the final was 23-3 to three or something, right? Yeah, wasn't it just like a, a nothing blog game where nothing I was happening? I think he had 45 yards passing or something. I remember because you took the under on his passing total. Yeah, yeah. And it was the one of your best bets of the year. Uh but basically, you know, they kept a really low score. I remember, I think we both saying the under is a guarantee in that Oh, he had 103 yards. I'm sorry. Was it 40 passing and a... No, was, so he had 103, 103 yards rushing. passing, 39 yards. He had 39 yards rushing. Oh, 39 yards rushing. But the me. under was like 199 and a half. And like Perloff had to beat, you know, like... I know it's still the under, but like fourth quarter, you're like, I got this. I'm good. It was one of your good calls of the season. The game Congrats. before, he had like 145 and he basically won the game. I'm telling you, they, they won that game with Ellinger. It's better than Ryan. Ryan just sits there and gets destroyed in the pocket. That is the worst thing that could happen. Ryan's a guaranteed 14-yard loss at every play. <laughs> I'm curious if he'll play this week, though. That should be interesting. I know the fact that he got like was back practicing and stuff like that. Could uh, he make a reappearance? I mean, Max Crosby is dying. I, if he, he, I assume he's playing, right? Yeah. He's got to be dying to get Matt Ryan into the game. Uh, let's go to Mike. He's in Wisconsin. Mike, you're up on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network. What's on your mind? Oh, just uh, talking about the Jeff Saturday hire. Yeah. Um, kind of went through the same thing. Um, I'm an older gentleman, and so I watched the Packers through all their bad years. Mm-hmm. And through the mid-'70s, early-'80s, into almost the late-'80s, they went through Bart Starr and Forrest Gregg. And I think that it was just window dressing so that the community and the Packers just didn't get on you know, under a lot of heat for how bad they were playing. Got and it. So to have I, like a star players there kind of took took away some of, yeah, because obviously the fans don't want to boo Bart Starr. 
Well, it's my next point. Yeah. I mean, who is going to boo that's, you know, Jeff Saturday. Star in yeah. Green Bay? And then I know uh, Forrest Gregg did a stint in Cincinnati. I'm not real sure how well he did there. But then he was there for a couple of years after Bart. And I just think they were just trying to appease the media, the community, until know, they could get Mike, things figured. The, the funny thing is it's had the opposite effect. You know, it hasn't appeased anybody. In fact, like we played some sound from Joe Thomas. We'll play it for you again in just a moment. But, you know, it got people more. There's been a lot of people who are pointing and laughing. Some people who are outraged because of the process and that a minority candidate was never considered. So it's had the opposite effect. It's actually brought so much more heat on the team. Hey, Mike, I got a question for you. You're a big Packer fan. Yes, I am. You want to see Jordan Love this weekend or not? I do not want to see him until after the pack uh, after the Packers play the Cowboys. Gotcha. Okay, Mike. Thank I, you so much for the call. Appreciate that. I just have one question about the yeah. Jeff Saturday. Do not, not that we're hoping for this, not that we're expecting it, but do we think that there's going to be like a a play or a timeout or a just something just super embarrassing? We're like. They Nathaniel, have like three straight Nathaniel delayed games. Style. Yeah, just yeah. like something like he, he makes a terrible, terrible decision. Fourth and 14 from their own 20-yard line up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Whatever it is. Like, do we think that he's going to make an embarrassing decision that we're going to look back on Monday and be like, this is why he should not have been coaching? I hope so. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe Thomas, wait. Welcome to the room. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, because it'd be just more interesting and fun. Otherwise, this game is a non-watch. I mean, the, the only thing with this game is, is interesting. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is back and apparently really healthy for the first time. If I'm, I think I could coach the Colts this Sunday, hand the ball off <laughs> three every every time. It's right? going to be easy. I think that he is going to coach this game so conservative. Right, right. That's what I was trying to get at. Like, there's not going to be room for a ton of errors. We are looking at a lot of punts. We're looking at field goals here. I think I would probably. I'd probably take the under in this game. Uh, let's listen to Joe Thomas, though. This was him on Get Up, uh, excuse me, Good Morning Football, this morning talking about the Jeff Saturday hire. When you hire your drinking buddy to be the head coach of an NFL football team, it is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life to the commitment, the lifestyle, and the experience that it takes to be an NFL coach and then to defend the decision by saying, I'm happy that he doesn't have any experience, experience. He's not because scared. he's not scared, because you use logic and analytics to make decisions. It was the most egregious thing I can ever remember happening in the NFL. That was Joe Thomas. Didn't That's hold the back most at all. egregious thing. What what? The? <laughs> Joe, Joe, I got a, a 15 years of headlines to show you, buddy. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> even in the organization that he used to play for, I mean, the Deshaun Watson contract was pretty crazy considering what he was facing. But, uh, acute, allegedly. But um, what what was Thomas, Stu, can you rewind it? What was the first thing he said? This is the most, the, just the first line. When you hire your drinking buddy to be the head coach, of an NFL football team, it is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> His entire life. His whole uh, life. By the way, I just point out, they're definitely not drinking bodies. So. Yeah, no. I, Jim Arce has been got sober, sober now. Which is he got for, arrested in 14. For a long time, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, th- that thing about Joe Thomas saying, Jeff Saturday, it does feel like, and I, I don't want to be an ESPN talking head, Jeff Saturday was center for 14 years in the NFL, 
dude seems like he's picked up a lot of football. It, 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 you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was his yeah, profession. And I, and I feel like it's funny. A center should know should know the game inside out, right? Because you're in the middle, you're directing everything. So it's not like it's so, so, so far out of the blue. Yeah, it, well, it is very out of the blue. It's but, definitely out of the blue, but he should be... He should have as good a chance as any former player like coming right out of the catcher in baseball. Booth. Yeah, I kind of think position. about that with catcher catch, in baseball. Catcher in baseball, backup quarterback, that kind but of thing. But the thing is, is that catchers in baseball and backup quarterbacks are generally where coaches get hired from, you know, or managers. So many of them are catchers or backup catchers. So many of them have been backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen this uh, as a center, at least. I don't remember a guy who was a center mm. took over. But here's the thing you, I think people get – caught up in sometimes or it can be a trap which is just because you sat next to it and watched it doesn't necessarily mean you can do it like if I watched a brain surgeon and I sat there for for six weeks a year say I sat there for five years and I they were like all right Maggie here's the scalpel I mean, <laughs> I'd be like Marash in the studio oh <laughs> there's no way like it, it's just, I think some things. But wait, actually, the watching play, it, you can't. The players are the one who actually have the scalpel, though. The coach is a guy five feet behind him saying, "Hey, <laughs> hey cut, cut right, cut left, left <laughs> cut left." He's actually held the scalpel and been on. Because I don't think the head coaches have to do anything that's so specific and technical, right? The head coach can get in as involved or as uninvolved as he wants, right? Well, I think I think the head coach is involved in the strategy. I know you and they I can like, be to if, certain degrees, like. Yeah, but it, they're different on every team, aren't they? Maybe, but like halftime adjustments and going that, over games, like yeah. I, I, okay, I mean, like halftime's fifteen minutes. I don't think that any rocket science happens at halftime. I know Belichick seems to pull something out of his hat, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of coaches, uh, for example, Matt Rule never coordinated on either side. Yeah, he was, was just a general manager. Yeah, I know, and look what happened. Well, you could say that, but I'm just saying there are coaches. Yeah, he's a great college coach who didn't call plays on either side. Whereas Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay call every play and do every offensive thing and have nothing to do with the defense. They don't even know what's happening on the defense. Yeah, the same was true of Rex Ryan. Only did the only took exactly. care of the defense, never cared about the offense at all, and to a detriment. But I think that okay, so we're gonna find out whether or not Jeff Saturday is also like a great leader who's capable of getting the best out of other people. You know, which is in also, three days you're gonna find out. Well, I don't know. You're gonna find out. Yeah, you would find that <laughs> out if you hired him in April. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like, I also don't know that that I think that is part of your duties as a player, and I'm sure as a captain and stuff like that to try to get everyone around you pulling in the same direction. But the whole team, I don't know. So what is he doing there? If he's not strategizing, no he's not calling plays, and he's not trying to motivate the players, then what? What's he standing there for? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, we'll find out. I think he is there to motivate the offensive line. He's kind of like an offensive line coach who they're just giving the whole team to. I don't know why. No, I, I don't. You cannot possibly. All those things you described, you think those can happen in five days? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I mean, the truth is, this is a pretty be a pretty close game no matter who was coaching. You know, I kind of get that sense, too. Any interim coach, it's a similar situation, too. Uh, in Carolina, for example. Yeah, that Steve Wilkes did ni- a nice job last night. Did he? <laughs> I mean, okay. hey, also, by the way, Baker Mayfield, come on, man. It's not about you. How much was that like a look at me move? Which is, yeah. I like Baker too. I'm not a Baker hater, but when you're out there basically headbutting guys without a helmet on after they're coming off the field, you haven't played a snap in this game. Get to the sideline. That's not even a look at me moment. It's like a, 
I want a concussion moment. It's almost mm. like he wants to just like sit out the rest of the year and get paid to do it. Like, <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, he's already going to get paid. Yeah, Al Michaels was like, this is not smart at all. But I thought that was a little, that's a mm-hmm. little look at me. Come on, this is P.J. Walker's moment. Baker, you've had your moments. You're the number one overall pick. Everyone's been giving you all these accolades. You made it to the playoffs. You beat the Steelers. Let the XFL guy have this. Have the moment. Come are you, on. Are you guys worried about the Panthers losing that, uh, winning that game and therefore falling down a draft spot? You think that's a mistake? I think that is something you would think about like in the last four weeks of the season. All right, we're getting close. I know, we're getting close. But I don't but... think, honestly, in this year's draft, I think you might be better off at five than one. Why? But there's no surefire one, right? And basically all the quarterbacks are right about the same level. Yeah. Maybe there's a little less pressure at five. Uh, I don't know. I'd always want to have my first pick. Has it really worked out in recent years, though? <laughs> yeah, Joe Burrow is pretty awesome. Yeah, but then I'll give you Kyler Murray, terrible. So. Kyler Murray, a hamstring injury, day-to-day. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, it's been yeah. it's, it's been tough. Carson Wentz <laughs> number two. There's been I'm just saying being one or two this year. I don't think it has a lot. I don't think anyone's saying tank for Bryce Young. No, or tank so. for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, tank for Will Levis. I don't tank for Henning Hooker. No, also it just doesn't have a good ring to it. There's no. It's not like a suck fun for thing. Stroud. Yeah. Be bad for Bryce. Those are pretty uh, good. Suck for Stroud's okay. Be bad for Bryce. Is a mouthful. Do you remember that year when the Jets lose it for Levis? The Hooray Jets and the Jaguars. <laughs> that, that came out wrong. I like yeah. that one. Anything you say, is, <laughs> <laughs> Stu. <laughs> Do you guys remember that year that the Jets and the Jags were tanking for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, it was two years ago. <laughs> now, yes. That was tanking. This is that was tanking. Yeah, and then the tanking. Jets freaking beat. I, wasn't it the Bills or was no. it the Dolphins? They beat the L.A. Rams, and it was. I remember taking calls on WFAN from Jets fans, like weeping. Yeah. And then they had to follow it up just to make sure they beat the Browns. And that's what gave the Jags the number yeah. one pick. And the Jags, their only win came week one, and then they committed to it. This year, these Didn't teams, they beat the Colts? That could be, yeah. Uh, I think these so. teams, Probably. These teams yeah. don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they always beat the Colts. Yeah. Right? These teams do not care about losing. They just don't have what it takes. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay. We have a big Packers... Cowboys showdown. You heard it from our caller, Mike, before. What is on the line for Aaron Rodgers? His starting position, perhaps, if the Packers lose badly to the Dallas Cowboys. So we've got that to unpack. Also, we're going to make our NFL picks a little bit later on in this show. Maggie and Perloff style. We'll do that in just a little bit. Stay tuned. 855-212-4CBS. It is the Maggie and Perloff show. Don't go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
So it's funny. There's some big games this weekend. We've been so focused on this silly Jeff Saturday game. Uh, we haven't talked about what on the schedule coming into this year would have been the biggest game. Hello, Dallas Cowboys going to Lambeau. That would be huge. It'd be huge. And why does it feel like an afterthought now? Because the Packers haven't held up their end of the bargain. That's why. I mean, the Cowboys did what they need to do. They weathered the storm when Dak Prescott was out. In fact, they excelled. Cooper Rush did a fantastic job. The defense is amazing. And they the Cowboys have done everything right here. It's the Packers who have done everything wrong. You know, the Cowboys have not played a lot of visible games lately either. I know they had a bye. They do that coming off the bye. I, I feel like I haven't watched a Cowboys game in about a well, month. They played the Bears before that and the yeah. Lions before that. Yeah, so, they had that little run. Not the yeah. who's who right now of the NFL, though Justin Fields has become a big story. But Yeah, so this should be, I mean, listen, it'll be okay. It's going to be an okay game. I'm looking for it. Because at least if Aaron Rodgers in there, you're hoping make this close, Aaron, do something. Or you're previewing Tuesday's Pat McAfee show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I. I feel like to believe that the Packers could actually make this competitive makes me feel like a sucker. Mm. I took them last week against the Lions. I thought, no way are they going to lose to the Lions. They were like a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I thought, easy, the Lions have no defense. Like, this is going to be their get-right game. And it wasn't. And now well, they like, jokes won that on game. me. They should have won that game by four touchdowns. I mean, they were down the one-yard line three times. I know, but Rodgers was throwing interceptions and silly ones. So, But they I, they were – you could see that game. They were the better team on the field. They still have talent. They're just making idiotic mistakes. Well, now Rashawn Gary is out for the year. Uh, who's the – the just off the, lost their corner today, too. Saw that he's also going to be out for the year. I mean – it's just been rough. You have Aaron Jones, who I think is going to play, but is obviously not 100%. I don't have like a lot, you know, there's just not a lot of faith here that the Packers are going to make this a game. Oh, I, I mean, it's all, what is the spread? Four, four points? That was four and a half. I don't know. I mean, the, Cow, the Cowboys look great, but they feel like they're winning with defense and running too. Mm-hmm. They don't have That's the, a great formula. That's right, the formula right. the Packers wish they were playing with. But it's not the recipe to blow out teams. Mm, maybe uh, not. Yeah, so we'll see. I, we haven't really seen that two years ago, Dak Prescott, or last year actually, throwing the ball all, all over the field. I feel because of that, the Packers can at least stay in the game, make it interesting, make it watchable. It'll still get the highest rating of the year. I'm sure. What um, what do you, what level do you think the like Mike McCarthy returns to Green Bay? Zero. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Mike McCarthy returns. I don't care. Do you think? Do you think it feels like he was there? I'll, I'll tell you who I think. Decades ago. I'll tell you who I think cares. Mike McCarthy. And I think he wants to I think he wants to put one on them. Uh, not maybe. I think he and Rodgers claim to have a good relationship now. But the way that it ended where, you know, you had guys coming out and talking off the record to Ty Dunn, our friend who was writing for Bleacher Report at the time, saying that Mike McCarthy was missing meetings because he was getting a massage up in his office. You know, he got so conservative. Uh, Aaron Rodgers thought he had a low IQ. Aaron Rodgers would change the play calls because he thought McCarthy didn't know what he was doing. Rodgers didn't respect him. Like, if I'm McCarthy, I probably want to send a message today. I got the better team. I'm going into Lambeau. Yeah, it doesn't strike. That's not the Mike McCarthy I know. Mike <laughs> McCarthy sort of seems to stand there and hope for the best. Uh, we the, do have, yes. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, like, is he the... Hope for the best. Does Mike McCarthy look like he's riling up anybody at this point in his career? <laughs> honestly? Uh, no. Let's get to our Cowboys quickie.
Okay, so Jerry Jones was asked about this earlier in the week. Now Dak Prescott has been asked about it. Will Odell Beckham Jr. be a cowboy? Does Dak Prescott want him as a cowboy? Anytime you have a chance to add a talent like that and knowing Odell, knowing his resume, um, it's exciting. But understand it's also a business and there's, I'm sure, 31 other teams that would like to add him as well. I mean, it's just going to come down to the money with Odell, right? I think, uh, yeah. What else definitely. do you think is going to factor in? I would Winning have thought, another Super Bowl? I would have thought there was a big argument that comfort with the Rams offense would have been nice. He mm-hmm. knew the scheme. But it does, if they're out of the playoff picture, that makes no sense for him. So I guess scheme, what what situation is going to make him look the best? You need It'd be better to have a good quarterback. But is there such... I'm not saying, uh, I'm sure he's going to have a few options. Yeah. But, like, are you really going for scheme? Like, at yeah. that point in the season, are you expecting well, to get tons of touches? Like, all of a sudden, you're going to become the focal point of someone's offense when you come in in week 15 or whatever? I think Odell wants to go somewhere where he'll look good. Mm. I'm not sure his scheme is. I think he would like to go to a place where he's going to get targets. Yeah, I mean, that's all wide receivers think about, isn't it? Sure. If he had the option between Dallas and the New York Giants with, like, a reunion. Oh, see, Dallas. But also, too, if the Chiefs and the Bills call, talking about scheme, I think he'd want to be part of those yeah. big passing offenses. I would want to be. I wouldn't want to be a Giant. The Giants are a great story and all, but it's Daniel Jones. They don't Jones. pass the ball. No. They don't pass it enough. So I think Odell, you know wide receivers, they're obsessed with their own production. Yeah. Uh, if I were to rank it, I think he would probably want to be, I'm thinking Kansas City 1, Buffalo 2, Dallas 3. Oh, so you take the Rams totally out of it? I mean, and the Bucks. haven't the Rams taken themselves out of it too? <laughs> Maybe the Bucks. Actually, I'm going to put the Bucks there. Bucks is uh, 4. Yeah, we'll the see. The Bucks should be all over him. The other thing too is he tore his knee in the Super Bowl. Yep. Six months, maybe you get back on the field. You about a year and year and a couple months to get back to yourself. So he should be really strong by April. I do not see him. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the Super Bowl's in February. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about Jeff Saturday having a tough assignment. <laughs> I think it's already getting late for Odell Beckham. It's going to be week. Wait, what's he going to play? Week eleven? Week twelve? I don't. Is it that soon? We're already in week ten. I thought it was more like week fourteen, week fifteen. Yeah. Well, Glazer said he was cleared by the end of this week. Oh, is that right? Which I, he hasn't even been cleared. But you're right. And also, he's got to learn an offense, I would assume. It's not just like you can just run out there, or, or, or is it? Or maybe you can. That's your Cowboys quickie for today. <laughs> you be the Jeff Saturday of wide receivers. So just get in there on a Wednesday, run a bunch of fly routes, and nope. make it happen. We'll see what we'll see what goes on. Um, did you guys, I know there's been a lot of lottery talk around mm. here lately because of the Powerball. Obviously, we didn't win it. It looks like Demata Pecco's father-in-law owned the store that sold the billion power the powerball billions you guys didn't fly out to la to buy that ticket yeah that wasn't us um but i saw this story and it's about a guy in china who also won the lottery now it was a little bit less it was like 30 million translates to like 30 million u.s dollars and yeah why even buy a (laughs) ticket right 1.9 billion to 30 million come on uh so he won 30 million dollars but he is keeping it a secret from his family so he has not told, to this point, has not told his wife or his children when he picked up the big ceremonial check, he's wearing a costume like he's a mascot for a college football program. <laughs> it's like some, it must be some, I don't know, some Chinese like a cartoon or something. I didn't know what it was. And he shows up. He has not told his wife or his child because he thinks that it's going to make them like not work hard anymore. 
I feel like I saw his name in the story, though. Didn't they say his name? Mr. Lee. Mr. That's Lee. It. Uh, are, How many Mr. Lees are in China, you know? So he mm. um, he gave out like a, like Mr. Smith here. So now does every wife and child of every Mr. Lee now look, oh my God, Dad, <laughs> did you win? Well, apparently he had to fly and stay in a hotel room the night before he picked up the money. So... If you're in China and if your husband took a business trip recently, <laughs> the odds might be that he's also a millionaire wow. hiding it from this you. This guy's throwing a lot of families out of whack. There's going to be a lot of families begging their dad <laughs> for, for money at this point. Can you imagine? I don't want them to stop working hard. It's like, isn't that kind of on you and how you raise them? Like, if you raise your kids to have this great work ethic, okay, the money's going to be nice, but that work ethic's never going to go away. Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons last night, I know they had terrible game last night, but that guy's richer than like anybody in the NFL and he still works hard. It's who you are. No, well, it's who the kid is or who yeah. the person is not who the father is. How'd so you th- raise them? Yeah, but you, I, you can raise them all. I mean, it's nature versus nurture, but you right. can raise them as well as, you know, hard work, hard work, hard work. But then if the kid knows there's like a $20 million safety net, then like maybe in the back of his mind, it's like, I'll work hard, but, but what kind of person would we all be? Would you actually work hard if you knew your your dad had won? Well, would you guys come? Would you come into this job on Monday morning? If I won thirty million dollars, I would definitely come in. How about that one point two billion? I think you guys would be on your own. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, you guys can go on without me. You'd be talking to the the newest New York City fireman or something. What me? I, I, like there's something fun, like riding on the back of a fire truck. You think and running... being a fireman is fun? Oh boy, <laughs> Sam Dirt. I mean, it's also dangerous and exciting. Yeah, I think that I would be a fireman, maybe. If Run I could into lift... a burning building, is your idea of a good time? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> sure. Maybe a volunteer fireman. Maybe a volunteer fireman. So yeah. after you win all this money, you want to go to do the most dangerous thing you can. That makes sense. No, it doesn't. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. I feel like being a fireman would be fun, sliding up and down the poles, right? You have sleepovers every night with the other firemen. No, you want to be like the Dalmatian that lives in the firehouse. You don't actually want to be a fireman. I'll get a Dalmatian costume. I'll just hang around the firehouse. That's, you know what? I think you found the solution. You want to be the mascot. Yeah, I don't want to risk my life. I just want to like slide up and down poles and like hanging out with like a bunch of cool guys. Seems like probably cooking up some chili or something like that. Yeah, I feel like it would be really fun to hang out there. And then they go fight the fire and you just sit there. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's very Mark Davis of you. Like that's something like Mark Davis. <laughs> My new it. best friend. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I learned so many lessons in our thirty seven seconds of talking. Totally. <laughs> you never know who you're gonna run into in a hotel lobby in Vegas. Eight five five two one two four CBS, eight five five two one two four two two seven. Coming up, NFL picks, Maggie and Perloff style that comes your way after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackerman. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question today. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from Jackson in Nashville. Did you hear Peyton Manning roasting Eli at the CMAs this week? How'd you think Peyton did? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Okay, so we're aware that this existed, but Perloff and I have not heard the jokes that Peyton told about Eli. So we'll play them, and then we'll determine whether or not they're funny. I don't prepare. I'm just kind of a a wing it kind of host. Trust me, that's clear. So what you're saying is, this is my worst nightmare, but it's actually okay because I do a show with my brother Eli. I am used to this lack of professionalism. Yeah, okay. Eh. That was a B effort. It's Luke Bryan is the other guy, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you really got to know the Manning cast for that one to land, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fun to hear a brother make fun of another brother. Yeah. That was a B effort. There's got to be something better than that. Okay, let's hear the next one. I see brothers Osborne are here. So let me guess, um, your mom makes you work with your brother too, right? Yeah, you don't have to answer that. That's it? I kind of like that one, actually. (laughs) I mean, your mom makes you work <laughs> with your brother. So Olivia makes Peyton no, do I the... Got, we all get yeah, it, yeah. I, that was a little better. Uh, I don't know. It was okay. Peyton Manning, the bar for him is so high. Yeah. Because he's one of the funniest athletes or has the best writers, however you want to say. I think he has, like, comedic talent. So does Eli. So the bar is going to be high. I don't think he... I don't think he... There's got to be more than that, the right? There's got to be a better one. You're saving a good one, right? Nope, that's it. That's it? That is it. That's it. Wait, I saw a big TMZ headline. Peyton Manning roast Eli Manning all night at the CMTs. Yeah, that was it. That was terrible. <laughs> that was, they were clickbaiting <laughs> you. They wanted to bait you into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, well. But, I mean, that's like, that's worse than their Manning cast. And the Manning cast, they make like <laughs> 10 good jokes. Although I did see Eli, I haven't seen it yet. But Eli wearing the yellow tracksuit wrapping looks amazing. Oh, Samter said he just got it for us. So let's, I haven't heard this yet either. Let's hear Eli Manning rapping. Home is in the studio, fresh off the set. New York hip hoppers, latest threat. Listen to our music, ladies and gents. We're getting ready to kick it. Here's 60 Cent. 60 Cent. <laughs> That's Fivio Foreign one on three, I'm supposed to say. I don't know what any of that means. Fivio Foreign <laughs> is the artist that he's rapping with. Okay. One on three is the name of the song. And 60 Cent, or whatever he says at the end, yeah. is actually Sean O'Hara, who comes on wow. and continues the rap and is just as bad. Wow. And who was asking for this? Society? Anyone? Did anyone want to hear Eli Manning rap? I mean, Perloff just asked for it. <laughs> yeah, technically. And, and he's not even wearing a green, like, tracksuit. It's a green um, I thought like, it was hoodie. It's like a, uh, so, I'm sorry, yellow. It's a yellow hoodie that says Celine on it. I don't know if that means Celine Dion. No, it's, a, it, it's, a, fa- it's a fashion label. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I just see Celine <laughs> and no I immediately just go that. to, like, yeah. you know, Vegas showgirls. No, it's not a heart will go on. No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a fashion thing. Uh, <laughs> is that a Celine Dion song? Heart Will Go On? Titanic? Oh, is that what that song from Titanic is called? I think that's what it's called, yeah. right? Wow. A Heart Will Go On. I know the song. Are you... you know the song. I do know the song. I didn't know it was called A Heart Will Go On. I have my Heart Will Go On. Not A Heart. <laughs> so <laughs> just like a daughter, random heart hanging out. I thought out. that movie was so overrated, by the way. I know totally Le- Leonardo DiCaprio totally said he wishes that he had done Boogie Nights and not done Titanic because that was like, he was supposed to be Boogie Nights and said did Titanic, then Mark Wahlberg got Boogie Nights. But Titanic stinks. Does anyone rewatch that movie? I've seen it at least a dozen times. Of course well, you yeah. have. Yeah. So my, how, do, how do you not Titanic? like Titanic? I understand that maybe for some people there's too much of a love story going on in this, but it's so incredibly like, I mean, like uh, eventful and stressful and. You see the beauty of the band still playing while the ship is going down, which yeah, is yeah, like stuff of yeah, legend. Got it, Samter. <laughs> we know it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's such a great movie. It I don't came know what out you, twenty years ago. What don't you like about what? How could you not like Titanic? That's not like a rewatchable movie. Like I don't want to watch these people go down with the ship over and over and over again. Ugh, that's super depressing. So, uh, you guys tell me out there. It's you're obviously Celine Dion fans, or yeah. at least aware of her big songs. <laughs> My daughter is trying out for a talent school. In New York City is the thing, and she's singing yeah, a Celine a Dion. A talent school. Yes. Yeah. Like like fame, the fame school. Wow. And she's singing a Celine Dion song. Wow. It's from Beauty and the Beast. And I think you'll know this one, Samter. Can you help me out? 
uh, how does a moment last forever? Oh. And I actually yeah. said to my wife, I'm like, does she really want to try to be Celine Dion? Because that's a pretty high bar. <laughs> she's also 11. <laughs> she's 10, actually. I'm sorry, she's 10. Yeah, no, I screwed that up the other day. I called her 11. She goes, Dad, I'm 10. <laughs> wow. So if you were going to try out, wouldn't you not do Celine Dion? No, I'd do like Bob Dylan or something. Like, yes, you can't even exactly. tell if I'm a good singer. Can I actually bring you in on this one? Because I want nothing to do with the Celine Dion. <laughs> I am not going to talk to your 10-year-old daughter and convince her not to do Celine Dion. I'm not going to kill her hopes and dreams. Sam, by the way, you don't know that song, How Does a Moment Last Forever from Beauty and the Beast? You're such I, a Broadway I know the song, guy. But I, don't, I, I didn't know it was Celine Dion. She does a version of it, I guess. Uh, I think maybe like in the new, like Emma yeah, Watson. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a new, it. they did a, oh, right. The, well, yeah, exactly. The new version of Beauty and the Beast. Anyway. Yeah, so that's my Celine Dion. She's been in the, played in the house all day and all night. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not sure a, that's not been a awesome huge, for you guys. Huge fan, but she seems nice. She's <laughs> we're, Canadian. We're catching you at a bad moment. Uh, let's get to our NFL pick, shall we? Okay. Oh, are we gonna do our college underdog real quick? We also have our I got okay. five on it college football underdog that we picked. Do you want to do that first? Yeah, I actually because I have my DraftKings app open right okay, now. Okay, so do I. Uh, I for my college game, and I also play. Is college basketball in play? Um, because St. Joe's is playing Houston on this very network next, and I love my hometown St. Joe Hawks. Okay. But by college football, North Carolina plus four at Wake Forest. Uh, I, I think oh, that's the, AC, a good one. the ACC. By the way, Louisville is only plus seven at Clemson, but you, it's hard to one. win. It's hard to win at Clemson. So I'm going to stick to the ACC, which seems pretty erratic. So I'm North Carolina plus four. What do you got? Okay, so my I got five on it. This is when Perloff and I again not against the spread, nothing like that. We just pick an underdog to win. We bet five dollars on it. Because I've been such a proponent of them, I feel obligated to take TCU right now. Now, yeah, I looked I, at that too. That was a good one. I, I understand Texas is playing very well. I understand the TCU. They, Texas is not playing well at all. Well, they're they, getting out to big leads hmm. and then kind of letting them go. I don't know. They're like they're incredibly average. I do not understand where those seven point spread. What are we but missing? Didn't they win last week? They won one. Yeah, but they've been really up and yeah, down. Yeah, Kansas State, right? Yeah, I and, thought they were that too. Wait, what was the score of that game? That was hardly convincingly. No, but they were. I mean, K State was ranked, and Texas was not, and they were still the favorite. It got them ranked this week. That win. So, um, I'm going to go with TCU. I feel obligated. Horn Frogs. Um, I actually like that game because I don't really? think Texas is very good. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I think TCU, like they should be able to win this game. Okay, anyway, let's go to the NFL. So, so we're doing a game. Yeah, we do against the spread. We do over and under. We do a player prop. Uh, Samter, do you have our records? Yes. Perloff went 3-0 and last week. How about that? Very impressive. And he also got the little kickers on the uh, I got five on it. He got Notre Dame over Clemson. So big week for Perloff. He's 13-14 and 14, catching up. Maggie's 18-9. and nine couple big weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to actually go. Well, why don't we start this off? Um, you want to go first. Go ahead. I, I usually get to go first, and sometimes I take your game. So, please, you, you <laughs> well, go ahead. I, I'm not worried about that. Uh, let's start with our first one, which is against the spread. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, and I'm going to lay the three and a half. I've seen so many people, like, wildly swinging one way to another on this game. Cleveland Browns coming in. Uh, at three and five Dolphins, obviously six and three. I know the defense has been a little bit shaky for the Dolphins, especially in the secondary, but is Jacoby Brissett really going to be able to take advantage of that? Like I'm worried more obviously about the Browns run game than I am about the pass game. And the Dolphins to me have such an amazing offense. 
I know that Denzel Ward is coming back for the Cleveland Browns, but if it's not Tyreek Hill, then it's Waddle. I've seen so many people this week, Perloff, say Tyreek Hill is the midseason MVP for many people, how much he tilts the field. Give me the Dolphins. I'm going to lay the three and a half. Okay. There's way too much logic in that pick here. I uh, <laughs> I think that's a good one. I'm going to start early. I'm going to go oh, in the Seattle-Tampa Bay game. Okay. So it's basically a neutral field in Germany, right? I guess Tampa Bay's technically in the home field. Explain to me why the Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites here. That is pure sentimentality. That's pure Tom Brady got lucky at the end of the Rams game. I feel like the Seahawks got should... Got lucky. He orchestrated an amazing drive with a minute 30 and no timeouts. I mean, that was vintage. The Rams, the Rams had that game won. The Rams, all they had, they had the ball twice. All they had to do was get a first out on one of two drives. That game is over. And also, the Rams did not cover the sideline bizarrely. It was. I'm not. You don't think that was a lucky win to some extent? They should have lost that game. Anyway, they're not a good team, and the Seahawks are a good team. So, explain to me, Maggie, why are the Bucks two and a half point favorites in London? I'm definitely going Seahawks. I am a little scared of that last driver against the Rams, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I feel like really dishonoring the much better team so far this year. Uh, I get it. I do not bet on games on foreign soil. It's, oh, that's that's I, a good theory, actually. I have two tenants when I gamble. I do not gamble on foreign soil. And I know yesterday we talked about the Falcons game with the Panthers, but I also do not bet the Falcons. They have burned me so many times. It's now one of my Ten Commandments. Um, okay. Going to the over-under. Just check the weather report for Sunday in Chicago. Oh, we got to hurry up. Sunday in Chicago. It looks like it's going to be clear. Doesn't look like there's any wind precipitation. Give me the Lions and the Bears over 48 and a half. And I know that that is big, but obviously these defenses are both terrible. Perloff, go. Okay, mine's a, a layup. Broncos at Titans. It's at 39, but I mean, they want to make it even lower. Come on. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Titans. I am enjoying the under in this one. Yeah, right. Titans under last week uh, was, was good for me. Okay, and last, my player prop. It worked for me last week. I'm going to go to the well again this week. Forgive me for being boring, but Devontae Adams over six and a half receptions. I'm not... There's, I'm not going to not take it. If you're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Raiders uh, receiving core is so banged up. They're playing against the Colts. Adams over six and a half. Okay. I am in love with a player in the NFL. I mean, I love my wife, but I love Travis <laughs> Etienne almost as much. I'm going to take him anytime score against the Chiefs. Probably not a lot of running from the Jags. Might be a blowout, but I love my man Etienne. Want to get in on that action. Okay. Then, and finally, before we go, thank you to Allison Cohen, who emailed us during the show to, so we can issue a correction that Maddie Pruitt is no longer dating Michael Porter Jr. She just got married to someone named Grant Trout. They're currently on a honeymoon in Mexico. All right, got all that in. Thank you, Mike Samter. Thank you, Stu Kovacs. Thank you, Allison. Thank you, Marlo Donahue. Appreciate you guys. We will see you back here on Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.